Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. Today we have one of our best friends on the podcast again. Her name is Rachel McClellan. She lives across the street from me and next door to Kendra. And she is on a really fun journey right now. And we wanted to share it with you guys. The Lord has just been calling her for quite some time and calling her to himself in the Eucharist and to um, Mary's beautiful heart. And, And she just has a fun story of hearing him for the first time, of knowing that maybe this is where I'm being called, and in stepping out in faith. She is a mom of two boys, and she's married, and she is choosing to enter the Catholic Church right now. For no reason. She didn't marry a Catholic. She isn't part of a Catholic family, but just because she has seen the way the Catholic faith has affected us as her neighbors and um, just feels like that's where her family is being called. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Also, she is hysterical. At the beginning, Kendra and I laughed so hard, we were both crying. I had to like move away from the mic so I didn't just loud laugh right in your ear the whole time. <laughs> and uh, Rachel's just a joy. All right, guys, hope you enjoy. Hey, guys. Hello, everybody. So today, okay. If you would have come to our street four years ago and said, Rachel, our neighbor, our new neighbor, yes, is going to be on our podcast talking about the Catholic Church. Like, what what would the three of y'all would have thought about that? What? <laughs> what? I, I would have been like, more likely for me to go to the moon <laughs> than for me to talk about Catholicism. Yeah. Right. So we decided that. We didn't plan this, but the last month of our podcast has been Kendra and Megan's Besties Month. Yes. <laughs> so we have another one of our besties today on the podcast, Rachel McClellan, our neighbor who used to live next door to me, but now lives next door to Kendra <laughs> because she loved it so much that she bought the house next to Kendra and like slowly moved her stuff across the street, like pushing it. Over a span of what, like five days? Yeah. 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 Last year. Slow and steady. Yeah. So, um, and she also happens to be the final member of his beloved she's kind of our behind the scenes project manager Rachel is a used to be a project manager before she was a stay-at-home mom and she like whips us into shape and makes us do things <laughs> yes she's very good yeah she, she I, I think she, you even succeed at motherhood because you project manage yourself yeah yeah like it's very impressive what you do well thank you <laughs> the other day she said to me I think I think I might need to like you know, do some like part-time work or volunteer or something. I need some spreadsheets. Like I need, I need to make a spreadsheet. And I was like, girl, you could make us a spreadsheet. I, want. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that need in my life to make a spreadsheet, but sure. Whatever. Actually, I have that need so I can use some lessons. So yes. I mean, no, it wasn't recording. like she had a purpose for one. It was like oh, she, she had an internal need that to work so with funny. numbers and she didn't that. know what to make it on. I love that. I love that. I'll never forget the time I was like trying to like help you with an Excel sheet. Oh gosh. And you had that little like baby bird. 
and we're like in your backyard and I'm like okay now this is how you filter and I look over and Kendra is like holding a bird on her finger like she is Cinderella and I'm like Kendra put the bird down and pay attention to my Excel lesson. I don't think we've ever told the story of when Kendra adopted this baby bird and it, it lived with y'all. It fell out of the tree. It fell out of the tree just poop and I was like oh I'm not a baby bird but it couldn't fly back and so it let me pick it up and it rested on my finger and so we created a little perch for it on our back porch and <laughs> took care of the bird and fed it you Actually, had to feed oh it like mush and, yes we oh, mushed it, it would, like make it birds. was so gross but it was so cool we had to like sh- open its mouth and shove it down its throat but it eventually got to where it would eat out of your hand and oh it was gosh. so fun how long did it live with you guys like three weeks yeah and then and then it had a very and what it, happened to it? it it had a bad death i think a squirrel killed it could have been my dog. But, I don't but, know. But we told but, the kids it was not the dog. Not the dog. Because <laughs> my daughter, whose dog it is, she would have been so devastated that her dog killed her bird. Yeah. Was, oh, wow. Yeah, that was very tragic. That. Like, Kendra, come on. You're not Cinderella. Put down the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Put down the bird. Pay attention to me. <laughs> okay, Rachel, would you like to... Like, just say hi, tell us about your family, your life, whatever. Yeah, so um, I'm a stay-at-home mom to two boys. I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old little boy. Um, I've been staying home for three years, right after my second child was born. And before that, I was a project manager for six years, which was crazy. And before that, I worked in HR. So, um, and you have a husband? Yes, I have a husband. (laughs) Um, yeah, he is a programmer and um, awesome. And yeah, so part of the reason we wanted to have her on today is because we just want to introduce everybody to Rachel, but also, oh my goodness, that was loud. You made that little noise that time. (laughs) I just tried to break the usually, it's me. (laughs) So, but also, Rachel is on an exciting adventure and has just started the RCIA process. Yes. And, um, and I get to be her sponsor, which is so fun. So we thought, you know, it's been neat to see the way that um, the Lord has pursued you mm-hmm. over the last few years, mm-hmm. and especially the way that Mary has pursued oh, yeah. you. So we thought we would love for you to share that story. But first, first, we have questions, because as all his Are beloved podcasts do. Super excited. Okay. First one. This is a tough one. Okay, hold on. Can I stop oh. for a second? Yeah. On the car ride on the way over here, Rachel is hysterical. Like, Rachel is a funny, funny gal. Oh, yeah. She is a storyteller. And on the car ride, I was like, what can we ask Rachel to make her tell a story? <laughs> and I then I was like, you know what? Thing. Kendra's got this covered. I'll just let Kendra go. I was thinking the same thing. And I was thinking, man, we, we, you might be the reason that we, like, film on YouTube or something. Because she's the most animated storyteller oh, ever. It's so face. fun. And her body expressions. It's I like can tell you the story, story about it. Have I told you the story about our bidet? <laughs> no. Oh, I'll tell you the story about our bidet. Okay, let's start with that. Here we go. Okay, so my husband Nathan has been wanting a bidet before we oh, got yeah, married. This is recent, right? He like that's like one of the first things. Like once we like really got to know each other in dating, uh-huh. he was like, "I really want a bidet," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, whatever, you know." So um, he had had some in his Amazon wish list for years, and then we moved to this new house, and he okay, pulled wait, the I have trigger. Heard this story. Such a good one. And he was like, I'm doing it. I'm getting the bidet. And I was like, okay, whatever. I have a vague understanding of what a bidet is. Uh-huh. So he like, he installs it. My husband is extremely handy. It's amazing what he can do. Takes him all day to like install it. He's messing with water pressure. 
And so he was like, okay, it's set up in our master bathroom. And it's like on your toilet, right? It's, it's on our toilet. Lane. So okay. I'll okay. try to describe it, but it sits in the back of the toilet seat. So like there's the lid of the toilet that like ladies sit on and then you lift up the seat <laughs> for men and when you lift up the seat there's like a little nozzle thing okay, okay. Um, and that's where the bidet is okay. then there's this handle that comes out to the right that you can use to turn it on okay and change the water pressure okay okay no one told me this before <laughs> it was installed that you can change the water pressure no that what a bidet what? looked like okay. the diagram of a bidet <laughs> okay I had never seen one in real life or like, yeah, I just heard what it was for. Yeah. So he's like, I installed it and I was really excited because, you know, for years he's been talking about this. So I go in there and I see the handle and I'm thinking, I don't know, that it was like a water fountain and like the water comes out of like where the handle is. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. So I bend down and I'm like facing, sorry, I bend down and I am facing like oh. in the toilet, like the front of the toilet where I didn't realize the nozzle was. And I turn the handle thinking like water's going to shoot out of the handle, like, you know, like side. a water fountain to right. the side. And so I turn it and high pressure jet <laughs> toilet water sprays in my face. So extreme that I'm like blinded oh and God. I'm like, so I'm turning the handle to turn it off. Cause I'm like, I can't even like function. I'm panicking. Uh -huh. So I turn it and when I turn it, I just spray it on even higher. Oh, no. And then I keep like, it's European. So it's not like intuitive right, to Americans. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like turning it at different variations of pressure <laughs> and it's like just squirting toilet water in my face. You I'm panicking. Like my hair is like flying back. <laughs> I hear the water hitting like the our wall. It is just oh like God. so high. And I'm like screaming. <laughs> and Nathan runs in. He turns it off and there's like water everywhere. And I'm like, what is and he's like, you rube, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I thought the water came out of the handle, like the side thing. And he was like, that's not how it works. Do you not know what a, a bidet is? And I was like, no, I do. Obviously <laughs> but there was, there was toilet water all over our bathroom, all over my face, in my hair. I was like, <laughs> I love that you never moved your face. Like, I know. I was like full on panic mode. I was just like, what is happening? And I guess I didn't realize where the water was coming from oh, at yeah. the time oh. until afterwards <laughs> that I was like, okay. That's oh awesome. my gosh, Rachel. Yes, we absolutely needed a YouTube feed of that. Yes, she we was did. full she on was... our emotions everywhere. Like, <laughs> you guys just missed the whole oh, like, man. The whole so picture funny. was amazing. Okay, I don't know if questions I'm can follow now. that very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. What's your favorite Excel function? <laughs> oh, gosh. I do love oh, whenever with numbers, how mm -hmm. you can pull it down and you can get like your um, your total amount oh, count. Uh -huh. It's oh, a yeah. quick addition. And of course, I love formulas. I love being able to write formulas so you can put in numbers and uh -huh. you can subtract. I have a huge like family budget and I love having my formulas in there where it's oh, like it's nice. totals. 
um, our expenses, and then after that, I have our total income, and then after that, I have a formula to like how much money we have left over each month. And, <laughs> You're so good. And then I can do other formulas to carry over like what we've saved to add it to like a monthly, yeah. I am so, so impressed. I know, me too. So Rachel has been kind of discerning like which parish to do RCIA at because we're blessed with some fantastic parishes around right. us. And I have started going to a new church, and I was like, well, maybe you should come to the one I'm at because that's where I am, and we can you know, go together. And she contacts St. Albert, and she calls me, she, or she says to me, Megan, they told me they use Slack to communicate. <laughs> These are my people. Yeah. <laughs> like, what excites you? It's just funny. She was like, I just felt like this is this is where God's calling me. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> They're organized. He, he sent yeah. me an um, email with, like, a document that had this calendar and then another document with, like, a graph. And I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. This is done. This is done. Like, is God so wants me to be here because this is my love language. I was like, that is not how God speaks to me at all. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Okay. I still have to Google how to do a sum function. On oh, that's funny. Well, Rachel will teach you. Yes. yes. I do need, need, need some tutoring. Um, do you have an unusual talent that we don't know about? Oh, I really don't. I Excel. I'm, yeah, well, I think I'm a, um, what is it, jack of all trades, master of none kind of person. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like, a specific talent that I'm never great at sports or singing or... But you keep people in line, and you manage big time, That's you know, true. That's true. Accounts. I'd say that is a talent. That's a talent. It's a talent we don't I'd have. I'd say that's a talent. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, what is the dumbest way you've been injured? That's a good question. Oh, goodness. Um, Did I ever tell you about the time that I put my hand on a cookie sheet and knocked over like a ton of beer bottles in college? (laughs) (laughs) So my best friend in college, she dated this guy and he rented a house in San Marcos and he lived there with his brother. And they were kind of like, I don't know, they would always go out to bars and like hang out and me and my best friend would just go there and like mm-hmm. hang out and watch free cable <laughs> and like sit on the couch and like snuggle on, under blankies <laughs> with their dogs. And um, one time they had like a big party the night before and me and my friend Stephanie were there the next day. And of course it's a guy's house. So there's right. all these beer bottles on the kitchen counter and I'm sitting on the counter next to the oven talking to Stephanie and I put my hand down to like lean a little bit and there was a cookie sheet on the oven and I put my hand on the cookie sheet. I slipped and to catch myself, I put my arm out, but instead I like lost my balance and I clotheslined like 20 beer bottles and, and I just go and I fall on the ground on top of the beer bottles that have just smashed to the ground and I'm just like and and they like her boyfriend like picks me up like he's like don't move and just like picks me up and like they wipe out thankfully I didn't like get too bad but Uh I mean I did get a few cuts and then I was like well I'm going to go home I have massively embarrassed myself but yeah did you also funny. have an instance in that house where you like flooded the entire kitchen with water spraying just oh, like yes, the day right. yeah <laughs> right where we the sink was broken and it said do not use and i was like that doesn't apply to me and i i turn it on and water starts gushing from the um kitchen sink faucet and i mean it is gushing okay. and like her boyfriend my friend stephanie's boyfriend kind of like had this like Rachel and Stephanie are like 
kind of like Lucy and Ethel, like they're kind of calamities. They're always like klutzy and getting into shenanigans. So, and they had, they were gone. It was one of those situations where they had gone to the bars and me and Stephanie were like, we will be sitting here watching TV and (laughs) snuggling with puppy dogs. And so we're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And I was like, Stephanie, go outside and turn off the water. That will fix it. So she goes outside she somehow turns off the cold water. So then hot water is coming out and I'm trying to put the faucet back on there. And I mean, the house is just flooding. Oh no. Eventually. And like, I have blisters on my fingers trying to get it. So eventually I like get it back on there. It stops gushing. The house is like flooded. And so it's wintertime too, so uh-huh. we're like in, you know, sweatshirts and like pants and oh, um <laughs> and we had, you know, and in college you wear a little too much makeup. And so <laughs> our makeup is has just like run down our faces. And we're like trying to like sop up all this water and we're soaking wet. So we're like, okay, it's just us. We'll just take off our clothes. <laughs> And so you're like weighed down by because we're weighed down. So we're like in our underwear with like makeup (laughs) running down our faces. The house is flooded, and we're like, we gotta clean this up before Blake gets home. He's gonna kill us. And in comes Blake and his brother, and we're like, ah. (laughs) And they're just like, are you serious? Like, what did you do? What? Have you guys oh, done? So I was about to say your life is like an I Love Lucy episode, but yeah, you that, that is so funny. Well, do you have any uh, bug-related story? <laughs> bug-related story? No, not. Well, oh, you do. I you do. told me one the other day. I can't remember what it is. Oh, but... the one where I ran into a huge <laughs> spider. <laughs> yes. So when I was in high school, I had a friend who lived out in Canyon Lake. I'm trying um, so hard not to laugh, laugh into the mic. So I had gone to her house and it was nighttime and I was leaving to go home to get in my car and I like she had all these big oak trees and I walk through this huge spider web on the way to my car and she's like there with me and this spider I mean the size of like probably bigger than a quarter is its body size sticks into (laughs) my eye and then it's all webby so it's stuck. And instead of me being like, ah, like my first reaction was like drop and roll, like I'm on fire. So I just like fall down on the ground and I'm like rolling in the dirt. And then my friend's like, doesn't know what's going on. So she drops and rolls too. Cause she's like, she's like, what, what? I don't know. And I'm just like, ah. So yeah. That Wait, was... how long ago was that? Oh, it was like when I was 17. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. Yeah. Just dropped and rolled. I was like, I don't know any, I'm a 90s kid. (laughs) Drop and roll. Drop and roll. (laughs) When in doubt, stop drop drop and roll. roll. Yeah. Yeah. There's a meme going around right now that said, I really thought I would need to stop drop and roll more in my life. (laughs) But I actually haven't. (laughs) So funny. That and quicksand. Yeah, quicksand. Right. Yeah. Because of the 90s. Wow. My face hurts, y'all. Comedy hour with Rachel McCullough. It is. Okay, last one. Oh, there's more. <laughs> oh, wait. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? 
Oh. After Ooh. these stories, that would be very funny. I think the tattoo one. Yeah, the tattoo one for sure. That's hysterical. Oh my gosh. I love how your stories were like some from high school, some from college, and some from like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> these are continuing to happen. Yeah. Like, oh, this is our life with Rachel. It's wonderful. Oh, I'm so like, funny. one of these days I'll grow up and be a real adult. I'm like, <laughs> when is that going to happen? That's funny. What do you want to be when you grow up, Rachel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, my face literally hurts, Rachel. <laughs> you need to write one of those um, like bathroom reader books. Okay, so we could sit here all day long and listen yes, to Rachel's whole stories because I'm thoroughly entertained, even though I've heard all these before. They still make me laugh hysterically. But the real reason we brought her here is because... Um, so Rachel has such a fun story of moving onto our street and then all the things that God used to pursue her ways that he kind of showed his I feel like he was constantly just kind of over there going like hey Rachel hi yeah Yeah. I have something for you I have this gift for you I want to invite you into this and um I don't know you want to tell us about it yeah so I can kind of give you a quick rundown of like my spiritual history and like um, kind of like my experience with religion before kind of yeah. um, mm-hmm. moving to the street. <laughs> so growing up, we didn't really go to church. We would go to church like every three years and we would go for a little bit and then we would stop. And it was very inconsistent and very sporadic. Uh, and then by the time I was in junior high, it was we just never went to church. Um, and then at the end of my eighth grade year, we moved to a new town in Texas. And when we first moved there, this group of girls just came up to me first day of school and was like, come sit with us at lunch. And so, um, I started becoming friends with them and they were like the youth group girls, the girl who kind of was like ran the group. Um, was Natalie and her dad was the um, pastor of the Baptist church in town and they just were like come to church with us it's so awesome and they were just this group of such faith filled and Mm -hmm. awesome girls and especially in high school I feel like you know there's a tendency to girls being catty and being know obsessed with boys and we were so not those girls we were like the girls getting into shenanigans (laughs) and like just really loved Jesus and just that was our thing and it was and I was baptized at um, the Baptist Church by my friend Natalie's father it was such an amazing experience and then we were there a year and a half and then we moved And we moved from a town that was, the school was a 1A, it was a town of 5,000 where, you know, we knew everybody to um, a very large town, New Braunfels, Mm -hmm. go to a 5A school where I'm just like lost in a sea of people, Um, very different experience. I was like totally the girl that for the first year eating lunch in the classroom by myself or Mm -hmm. eating in the bathroom by myself. I tried really hard to find um, other youth groups, other churches, and you have to picture me as like a, um, you know, a 16-year-old girl. I have no siblings. I My parents weren't really interested. So here I am walking into these churches not knowing anybody. Wow. That's so brave of you. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm also going to a school where I don't have a friend group. I feel very lost. And it was just... It was hard. It was yeah. very hard. And I just couldn't find 
a group of you know peers that were serious like I was and like my friend group was you know Mm -hmm. it was like we go to youth group because that's what our parents want us to do it was that kind of attitude and so finally after just you know being made fun of by the other girls in the youth group or like just kind of discounted and just having really bad experiences I decided okay I'll just do this alone I will just, you know, find my own faith on my own. And over time, it just kind of faded. Mm -hmm. And I really lost touch um, with, you know, everything. And I went from, you know, being extremely religious and reading the Bible and praying throughout the day to just being agnostic, where you believe in a higher power, but no specific religion and I was like that until my first child was born and I had my first child and when he was six weeks old my mom got severely sick where she was on a ventilator Mm -hmm. and in a coma and I was just pushed and I also had a six-week-old baby that had colic and I was Mm -hmm. just pushed to this point where I was like where do I go where do I turn And the only thing that I felt like I could go to was God. Mm. And so I just started praying again throughout the day. Just pray, pray, pray. And then things started progressing more and more from there. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, I think I kind of want to start going to church again. And then we decided to buy a new house (laughs) and we had lived in Austin we were trying to stay in Austin and we were just getting so frustrated because we were getting outbid on houses we just couldn't find a house we could afford that met our needs and so on a whim I found the house on our street in Round Rock and I begged my husband to look at it and we drive up and I'm like this is the house like just driving down the street um all our neighbors are outside with their kids that was something that was really important to me is i wanted Mm -hmm. to be in a community where there were other children around and it wasn't like that where we lived in austin i remember that day because i don't think you were here kendra i think it was i was outside with all the kids and chris was outside and we were like oh Who's coming? Do they have kids? Are they gonna? Because you know we wanted a family that we stalked everybody we that did. came to look at the yeah. house. Right. And and the house was built in the early '80s. It had not been updated no. at all. No. Like it had original appliances, wallpaper. wallpaper, the whole nine yards. And so we were going, who's gonna buy this house? Like it needs a lot of work, you know. <laughs> Rachel and Rachel made it beautiful. So, but anyways, they pull up and they have Luke with them and Chris goes right over them and says, I'm going to go say hi to them. And he walked over to them and just was the most welcoming, generous, like person. And I'm too scared to do things like that most of the time, but his, like he made an impact on you guys. He did. And we looked at the house and I was just like, I saw so much potential. Like Mm. I tell people we can never buy like a turnkey house. We always have to buy a junker and make it beautiful. (laughs) Like that's just my MO. And So we, yeah, we um, looked at the house, we met Chris, and we get back in our realtor's car, and our realtor goes, this looks like a great neighborhood, and he was like, but those people are going to ask you to go to church every day. (laughs) Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. I I know. We never asked her to go to church. 
No, I did anyways. Chad, <laughs> Chad, Chad did. did. <laughs> yeah. Chad and Ella helped us find our mailbox when we first moved in. They did. And Aww. Chad asked me if I wanted to go to church. And then oh, Ella funny. and then Ella found our mailbox. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so anyways, we looked at like two houses after that and I was like, I don't even want to look at these houses. I don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. So we move in and yeah, we just kind of um at first like becoming Catholic wasn't something even in my head at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. For me it was more I want to find a Baptist church. I want to mm-hmm. find a Protestant community that I can belong to like my my home church that I was baptized in as a teenager and so um you know I had gone to a few churches in our neighborhood or in our town and I couldn't really find anything and then I decided to start going to St. Williams and so I would go to St. Williams off and on and then by chance we were really struggling with a preschool for my older son um and St. William's Preschool had an opening. Like, seriously, this never happens, right? Yeah, it's never like, happens. yeah middle of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I mean, it seriously was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so he started going to preschool at St. William's, and um, he was coming home and telling me about, you know, the Catholic Church and things he was learning and just like really evangelizing to me. <laughs> In the meantime, I have my neighbor, Megan. Kendra, our amazing neighbor, Miss um, Lena, mm-hmm. and then our neighbor, our former neighbors, the Roses, who are yeah. just all like, we love you, we support you, we want to be your family, and just showing, being such witnesses, it was never like, come to church with us, like, mm-hmm. be, you know, it was more like, we love who you are, and, you know, if you want to come to church with us, that's great, but like, we love you and it was just such an amazing feeling of acceptance and love so um i'm trying to think what happened next while luke's going to st williams i get into this kind of like mode where everywhere i go every person i meet it's catholic seriously like every day she becomes i I made a new friend at school they're catholic i mean there's not that many catholics at deepwood but i think you met them all yeah strangers at the park oh the park now you're really good friends the park (laughs) thing was insane it was like for like months i would go to a park and start a conversation with a random person and then like at the end of the conversation they'd be like oh yeah we go to vincent de paul oh yeah my husband is like a deacon at St. William. It was just like, what? Like, and They're then everywhere. the best, the best, like, random meeting of a Catholic story is my amazing friend, John. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we go, we have a neighborhood pool. It was the summer, gosh, I don't even know, like three years. It was whenever my son, so two years ago. And we're just hanging out at the pool, and this little girl is eating a graham cracker, and my younger son, Bo, just walks up to her and is like, can I have some of your graham cracker? <laughs> and she's so sweet. And she's this beautiful little girl with like huge blonde hair. And she's like, yeah, here. And then her dad comes up and he's like, oh, is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, totally. And we just start talking. He's just this very warm, like talkative person. And we seriously talk for like two hours. He tells me how he just moved here from um, 
California and like how he had just taken a new job and like how he used to work in marketing and like just all these different stories and we just like could not stop talking it uh-huh. was just like instant friendship and at the end of our conversation I don't know how it comes up because you never talk about religion with like <laughs> right normal people but like yeah we start talking about religion and I said you know we have just I think he probably asked me like do you guys go to church here and I was like I have been looking for a Baptist community and I was like I can just not find any like other folks that are Baptists like me, I was like, everywhere I go, it's nothing but Catholics. <laughs> and that's literally what I said, because I felt like at that time I had a good read on who was Catholic and who wasn't, <laughs> which isn't a thing at all. But I thought I had cracked the code and he looks at me and he's like, yeah, um, I'm Catholic. I, I used to be an altar boy. I went to an like a Catholic school all my life. And I'm like, oh, great. Of course you are. <laughs> We're Catholics. And so, um, yeah. And I just kind of kept growing and I felt being pushed to, you know, Catholicism. And then also my younger son, Bo, just has had this intense love for Mary. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, being around y'all and being in your houses and there's always so many images of Mary and he's seen that since you know because yeah. he, he was, was born on the street so yeah he's since up, right? he's always grown up seeing Mary and being told that's Mary and then he was like he would um, find like we have these little magnets uh, they're like artistic magnets and some of the women have like dark hair and they're like art deco looking and he's like is this Mary like he kept finding all these things yeah. and he was like is this Mary oh. is this Mary and he then was all, Maui Maui he was little I mean, yeah he wasn't even two yet yeah Maui. he was Maui is that Maui and then um Ella gave him a little Mary like Pet doll. Um, and um, yeah, he would hold it and he'd be like, Where's my Mary? Where's oh, my Mary? He carried it all around and he'd come to my house and he'd find all the statues. It's not like I have a lot of statues. And he'd be like, Mary, Mary. And he'd count like <laughs> yeah. every time he came over. That's so sweet. So I had made the decision. I was like, Okay, I think I'm going to go for this. I think I'm going to become Catholic. So I started the process of like, I can't remember what it's called, like the interview process. Inquiry. Inquiry. Mm-hmm. So I'd gone to one inquiry session, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just put my life in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of my life, a little side note about the pandemic, like, this is what I have been training for as a <laughs> germaphobe planner. Like, this was, like, it was, like, it's, it's happening. It is go time. Like, it was just honestly it was really hard for me it was it was very fearful it was very hard for me i don't know honestly where i would be if i didn't have our neighbors there like loving me and telling me stop like living in this fear Mm -hmm. you need to not have this fear and so that kind of threw everything helter skelter and then when we were coming out of the pandemic, a few things happened. So my friend, Natalie, whose um, father baptized me is now a Baptist preacher. And she had just gotten, I never realized that was the same person until just now. Yeah. Her father baptized me. Okay. Father baptized me. She was now a Baptist preacher and which is very unusual for 
own woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had just gotten a job in Austin. And I was like, and I had kind of had these feelings like, did I not pursue being Baptist mm-hmm. enough? Am I not giving up, but am I just becoming Catholic because I feel like there's a community there for me? Because right. community was always big for me. That was yeah. the thing I was missing when mm-hmm. we moved to New Braunfels. And that's how the Lord spoke to you in the first place. Yes, exactly. Community. was yeah. through friendship and community. And I was like, maybe I need to pursue being Baptist fuller. So she moves to Austin, and then I meet my friend Jamie um, through Luke's school. Her daughter was in the same class um, as Luke last year, and she's Baptist. And she goes to a Baptist church near us. And I start talking to her, and I'm like, okay, this is like crazy that I have met two. I have been looking for this since I was 16 and had all but given up, and it just falls in my lap weeks apart. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, Lord, I will pursue this. So Natalie's church wasn't having in-person, so that wasn't really an option because of the pandemic. They were doing virtual, which I feel like virtual church isn't the same. Yeah. (laughs) So I went to Jamie's church, and I was just like, this is, like, I'm going home. This is what it's going to be. And I was, and I get out, and I'm like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) Like, this isn't like where I need to be. Like wow. what? Like I had all these expectations and feelings that mm-hmm. I was going to have, you know, like it's just going to crack wide open and I'm going to finally feel like where I need to be. And no, you know, wherever journey you sh- need to go, mm-hmm. you should go there. And I don't want to disparage this church or Protestantism. Yeah, it's not or where anything. you were being called. It wasn't where I was being called. And it was just like this almost like gut punch where I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, wow. I, Lord, I thought this is what you wanted me. You were like handing this to me. And I come out and I don't feel satisfied. I don't feel whole. And I remember you saying to me before that, I need to just try this before I make any decisions. Yes. And, and I do think you were being called to try that. Like yes. it took yeah. away that seed of doubt that exactly. am I making the wrong decision. Exactly. But didn't you say what you were missing there was like the liturgy and the ritual and the like. I don't want to. I don't want to. S- the order of the church. Yes. Kind of and thing. I don't want to sound like come off snide or like right. anything yeah. like and that. You're not, you're not bashing it. Yeah, we but, adore our Protestant brothers yes, and sisters. Yes, absolutely. But whenever I came out of it, and I kind of was joking around, but it very much was true, I was like, I didn't realize how much Mass speaks to me in terms of order, mm-hmm. predictability. Just like there's so much, being a person that runs on order and mm-hmm. structure and schedules, I didn't realize how much that spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like missing. Like wow. it was like this piece of me was missing and this like comfort mm-hmm. wasn't there when I went to the Protestant church and I was just like, oh, like what's going on? And I just felt like, what, what am I doing? And I spoke to my really good friend, Elise, who's actually LDS. And I told her, you know, I just don't know what to do. I am just like trying to discern what I should do. And she just like spoke so much wisdom into me. And she said, and I talked to her a lot about community. You know, I just need to find this community. And she was like, you need to go 
the place that is going to grow your relationship with Jesus. She was like, don't think about community. Don't think about denominations. She was like, you need to go where you and Jesus can become the closest. Mm -hmm. And it was just like so powerful to hear that, especially someone who is kind of outside the Protestant Catholicism Mm -hmm. realm to just like speak this like, you need to go to Jesus. That's yeah. where you need to go. It's not about community. It's not about denomination. It is about you and Jesus. Yeah. And so I just started praying like, okay, where do I need to go, Lord? Tell me what to do. And then around a month later, you gave me a rosary mm-hmm. and said that God was telling you to give me the rosary. And I had known about the rosary through you know, my six-year-old who told me about it, who learned it at St. Williams, but like, I didn't have a full understanding of it. So you gave me a great aunt's rosary and I was like, okay, so the Lord is telling her to give this to me. I need to give it a chance. That was Kendra, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I was pointing to Kendra. And so I just started praying the rosary and I was just like, I love this. It is so beautiful. It is so wonderful. And I was just like, hold on, back up. So this whole time before Kendra gave you the rosary, in between Bo saying Mary, 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 (laughs) and Kendra giving you the rosary, Mary had been like really speaking to your heart. Yes. And I think for me, that was the hardest thing to wrap my brain around in terms of like understanding Mm -hmm. and being a convert. But it was like this beautiful connection that you had with her as like, I am your mother now. Well, and it was almost during the pandemic when we yeah. were all three living together in Megan's house. <laughs> Which was so we've, fun. we've spoken about that on the podcast. It was fun. Um, didn't Chad speak into that? Yeah, so he did. He did. He was like, you need to marry is your mother. Like yeah. you need it. And I won't go into it, but I need that person in my life she loves you yes and And she built a place of comfort for you and it was and it was like it was so interesting because it was almost like you know protestants don't have the same regard to mary Mm -hmm. as catholics Mm -hmm. do and it was through mary that mary was like okay this is where you can be home and Mm -hmm. this is where and it was just like this intense love for her and just learning more about how important Mary is to Catholicism and being like, this, Jesus. this is what I need to hear. Like, mm-hmm. this is, I love this. I love how, how much regard you have for her and how important she is and how she's not just a vessel, yeah. but she's so much more. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I thought was really cool about it too, like just the way that God plants seeds in the moment that we need to hear them. It was actually your friend Natalie that did a lot of the teaching yes, on Mary. Yes, I so told her Baptist friend. Yes, yes. She has also she loves found Mary. a devotion to Mary, and so it was through her and her like Facebook posts and just loving Mary that allowed Rachel to like wow. be open to that. Yes, she when wow. she had she had a home birth for her second child, and she built like an altar to Mary wow. during her birth. Isn't it so, amazing? Like, I'm like this, she's gonna be Catholic. The strength yeah. <laughs> of, you know, Mary through this process. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, it was just amazing. And it was just like, I could pray the rosary and just be like, it just, everything kind of just like mm-hmm. shed off me. And it was this mm-hmm. beautiful process. And speak into the meditative part of it. Because you were mentioning yes, that the other day. And I, just, I'd never really connected that before. The way I was explaining it, to my mom was 
you know, it is like a meditative state. It is like the original meditation that God mm-hmm. intended mm-hmm. what meditation should be, where you are just saying the same thing over and over again to the point where you clear your mind. Mm-hmm. And I started getting to a point where it was like, if I had a problem, I would um, pray to the rosary. And then I started going to adoration and praying mm-hmm. to the rosary. And mm-hmm. then it was like, I would go in with an issue into adoration with my rosary and just sit there for half an hour and pray in meditation. And I would come out and God would be like, well, here's your answer. Wow, yeah. It was amazing. Like it kept happening. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I feel like this is a superpower. <laughs> like I can Seriously. just like go to adoration and like yeah. pray. But it was like this meditative state. And I've always had struggles. Like I had tried to meditate in the past and like in my twenties and I just never got it. But with the rosary, I was like, this is true. This is what meditation is. Yeah. And this is what God mm-hmm. created yeah. because you yeah. are so focused on that. Yeah. And so I start doing the rosary. And then one night I have these cr- crazy dreams. I always have really wacky dreams. <laughs> and I had a dream that I was at church and me and my boys were getting baptized mm-hmm. in the Catholic church. And so the next day, it was like, I got to go to daily mass. I just got to go to daily mass. And I asked Megan and Kendra, I was like, will you guys go to mass with me? And Kendra was like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. But Megan was like, yeah, I'll go with you. So we go, and I can't remember the name of what exactly it was where he was taking. it was a first Friday. It was a first Friday. And it might have been Sacred Heart of Jesus, too. I can't remember. Well, he was taking the Eucharist and taking it to the Adoration Chapel. Uh Uh-huh. And it was the most beautiful thing that I have ever seen in my life. And it was like this thing that I had been searching for, this like God speaking to my heart, it was there. I was in daily mass and I was being like, don't cry, do not cry. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to think like, you can't cry in church, can you? And I was like, (laughs) I do a lot. And I was just like, I was so just overwhelmed, and I was like, mm-hmm. I feel the Lord. Like, I feel him here with me, and he is just like, mm-hmm. I gave you this dream. I sent you here. You are feeling these emotions. Do this. Yeah. And so yeah. then I decided, let's do it. Let's <laughs> so become that, Catholic. It was that reverence of the way that um, – Father Francisco processed Jesus yes. out of the church like the king is leaving. Like let's mm-hmm. it was honor the most king. beautiful thing. It's so neat. It's always amazing to me to hear people who were not raised Catholic that moment when they see Jesus truly present in the Eucharist. And you found that early. Like you, yeah, yeah. you were drawn to him in adoration way earlier than I was, and yeah. Mary too. Like when you had that little moment over the summer where you were kind of not really sure which which direction to go. I thought. I've never known anyone to love Mary the way you do and to see Jesus present in the Eucharist mm-hmm. and not be able to become Catholic. Like, it's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Because you already, like, it's what, it's what, I don't want to say sets us apart because that sounds different, but it's it's just like that missing piece that we all need in our lives is yeah. this relationship with Mary and then the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Yeah. And once you know it's there, yeah. you can't turn away it, from it's it. It's the fullness of the banquet. Yeah, that's a good point. The full it. banquet and... And there's this, you know, growing up Protestant, 
there was always this idea that like you know in the protestant denomination you have a more personal relationship Mm -hmm. with jesus because Mm -hmm. you're not speaking to a priest you're not doing mass which is going through the motions Mm -hmm. which i had heard it described and then it was like but my personal experience was the polar opposite Mm -hmm. it was i felt so just like deep in with jesus and just like Mm -hmm. with these other people you know we are the body of christ together we are and we talked about this yesterday in my rcia class but we each of us in the church in mass are a cell of Mm -hmm. jesus's body Mm -hmm. and jesus needs each one of us to be there for him to be whole and it was just like and that's exactly how i felt like it just all clicked it was like okay Mm -hmm. this is yeah yeah um speaking into the reverence of the mass and that was one thing that that so when I went to college I left the church and did the Protestant thing for three four years and it was beautiful and like you needing to go and pursue the Baptist church I needed like looking back on it I know that I needed to have those years mm-hmm. um, and and so there were so many fruits in that season for real um, but I found myself towards the end of it of going back you know towards the Catholic Church of missing the reverence. Mm-hmm. And I think our bodies, um, maybe without even knowing it, are directed towards true, good, and beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And our creator. And I feel like there's just this inner um, desire that we may not be aware of to worship him fully with our body. Mm-hmm. And in the Protestant church, they do it beautifully in praise and worship and that sort of thing. And so I'm not taking away from that at all. Um, but what I'm proposing is, is the addition of silence on our knees. On our knees. Of, I love that. Like, yeah. The reverence of kneeling and mm-hmm. being able to pray is so Putting beautiful. Putting yourself beneath him. Yeah. Speaking the, you know, together as a group and worshiping. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, my mother-in-law, she said that she's not Catholic, but she's, been really interested in Catholicism Mm -hmm. and kind of just has been looking into it but she said you know um, Catholicism is the only place where you leave and you have truly worshipped yeah wow and so that's deep (laughs) I know she's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life I love (laughs) it because it's truly an emptying of yourself I mean you're not you're going to receive Jesus but you're not going to receive um, self-sacrifice yeah it is a self-sacrifice of yeah. kind of placing yourself in that place of um i am his beloved and he is right here before me and and he's lord over me and and yeah. just so much how it's like it's not about one person in the church it's mm-hmm. not about the priest mm-hmm. at yeah. all yeah. yeah it's not about anybody it's not about the um music pastor yeah um it is about Jesus. And yeah. it's like yeah. this, uh, yeah, I feel like, well, that's what it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one time we were on a walk and you told me um, that you had never truly felt, I, I think the way you said it is that you'd always felt like you were having to earn your like place in the church and earn your love and that you'd never truly felt loved by God mm-hmm. until you you started this process will you talk about that yeah so you know um 
my idea of like God was almost like, um, not like, how can I, not disciplinarian, but kind of Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he was there to punish us if we did wrong Mm -hmm. and we had to live by his rules. And if we didn't then, and if we sinned, then we would be damned. And that was my whole concept of what God was. And it was almost unattainable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I had always been told, well, Jesus loves you and Jesus died for you. But I was always like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. And the, I kept hearing like, God loves you. God has so much love for you. There is this true love. And I was just like, what does that mean? Like I did, mm-hmm. it was such a hard concept to understand. And I think something that kind of has helped me realize what that really means is like my love for my children. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love my children. There will never be a time. And I tell my, my older son this all the time, because when he messes up, sometimes he'll be like, do you still love me? And I mm-hmm. tell him, I love you unconditionally. And that means no matter what you do, I will always love you. There will never be a time I don't love you. And I started thinking like, God loves us like that. Like God Mm -hmm. wants us to follow his rules. He is like a parent to us, Mm -hmm. but he always loves us unconditionally. He has this beautiful love for us. And like, just the fact that like, there's this true beautiful love from God. Like I had never heard that or thought of that. And it's really taken me. And we actually talked about this yesterday in my class. We had a breakout session where there was another Protestant woman. And I said that I was like, realizing that God has love for me has been such a challenge. And she said, me too. I never, it, it took me, and she was an older woman. She was probably like in her sixties. She was like, I, I never could really understand that until I decided to become Catholic. Wow. It was so shocking to me when you said that because I don't, I think most of the Protestants I know now believe that. Like they truly believe that God has great love for us and Mm -hmm. that he died for us and that, and almost sometimes to an extreme. And the fact that you were never given that information is just mind blowing to me and that you found it in the Catholic church. I I think it's beautiful, but I think there's also probably a lot of Catholics that were raised that way too, to believe that like you do what you're supposed to do and we X, Y, and Z. And if you don't do that, well then, oh, well, sorry. And we forget this, like God doesn't just have these rules for us so that we stay in line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he has, he knows our hearts and he knows that sin breaks us. Mm -hmm. Sin pulls us away from him. Sins allows all this yuck to enter our lives and allows us to hurt ourselves to hurt others like all of that is from love but it's all about the way it's presented right like the theology behind it can really hurt someone if it's not presented well right yeah just thinking about the word freedom keeps coming to my mind right now and it is for freedom that christ has set us free Mm -hmm. and within the act of him setting us free was sacrifice and so for us to be truly free it would be the sacrifice of following um, the precepts of the church and, mm-hmm. and scripture and what the Lord has set out. I mean, we do that for our children because they need structure and they need um, boundaries, right? And within those boundaries, they can be fully set free and alive. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to worry, right? Yeah. And so that's the same thing that the Lord does for us um, is, is for yeah. that freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Like yeah. that too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, but it, 
I don't think it's always been presented that way. Right. And so Absolutely. people have felt it as like chains when really it shouldn't yeah. be chains. Yeah. It should be like, I am loved so deeply yeah. that yeah, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to fall, but I'm going to, you're going to pick me back up and we're yeah. going to keep moving forward. You know, yeah. it's not worth walking away from. It was almost like I had this fear, like, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this like coming down on me, this fear of like punishment. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I have one more question. So since, you know, our street is a very Catholic street, and part of what I think is so fun about your story is we, of course, when you moved in, you know, we wanted you to be a part of what we do. We wanted you to come to church with us. We wanted all that, but we never wanted to be the ones to, like, attack you and say, like, you have to become Catholic because we're Catholic. Yeah. But what we did, especially during the lockdown when we couldn't go to church, is we just, like, lived our faith on the street. Yes. And we had, you know, like, a Palm Su- Palm Sunday service, and we brought, like, a relic <laughs> of the true cross. and pers- <laughs> We walked around the street, literally, like, around the block. I forgot about Carrying that. Carrying the cross. Yeah. this relic on it. And, and like yeah. singing and waving our palms and and I think our whole neighborhood has just gotten used to like those Catholic people down yep. there. Like, <laughs> Catholic daycare. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Daycare. Everybody thinks that we have an in-home daycare. We're like, no, these kids live here. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> they all live here. Um, and at Easter last year, we invited the, the street to be part of our Easter celebration. So I have a question for you. What is the like either like the weirdest thing you've seen us do as like Catholic families? Like what was the one thing that you were like <laughs> – these people are crazy. That's a great question. Okay, so the um, it took me. She, okay, she got that real fast. By the way, she did <laughs> a little She's too right. fast. Like, I don't think they said anything weird. No, it's funny because it's like such a the way my brain has switched. So one thing that was kind of like off putting to me was the pictures. Of like in the Mary statues. Oh yeah, and like oh, uh-huh. um, our friend Catherine had like all these pictures of saints. Yeah, and, like, she had like all, icons on her wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. all these like different images. And you know, growing up Protestant, my the church we did go to when I was um, a kid, every now and then was Church of Christ. And mm-hmm. Church of Christ is very. Um, when I went, no music in church. Anything that mm-hmm. any icons are of the devil. And so even if it was a religious icon, you weren't really um, praising the Lord. You were praising this icon, and it was almost of the devil. Mm -hmm. So I always had this, like, kind of weird, like, oh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's devil. And so – Well, and and even Mary can have that connotation too. Yes, yes. So whenever I first saw it, I was like, oh. (laughs) And so that was – um, took a while, and now I literally uh, am on Etsy, and I'm like, pictures of Mary, <laughs> pictures of Saint Luke. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, let's get that. some pictures. I have, um, so you have that little peg holy family that uh-huh. you gave me, and then I have a peg doll of um, the Virgin of Guadalupe, and then um, of Saint Teresa. And then I have um, a picture of Jesus that um, a nun um, drew me. Do you remember uh-huh. oh, yeah. that one yeah. that you gave me, yeah. Kendra? So yeah. I already have like this little area that I, I like that. created, and yeah. it's so funny because it used to like creep me out. I don't want to say creep, but like no, I, I was yeah. raised where it was like, oh no, 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 you no, no, be concerned, yeah, and right. um, yeah, that is something that is totally flipped. And 
it's funny because I actually told Chad this story. Side note, Chad gave me a rosary and he about like, I about broke down. Like it was the sweetest thing. Like Chad, Megan's husband, just knocks on our door on a Saturday and I'm home alone. Nathan had taken the kids and I'm like, oh, come in, Chad. I got to do these dishes. And he's like, Chad is Mr. Straightforward. And mm-hmm. let me let me tell you the whole backstory. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be like squishy gushy. And he's like talking about going to like um, this mission in New Orleans on this vacation they just took. And he's like telling me all this stuff. And I was like, what is Chad talking about? Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> and I'm like loading the dishwasher. And I turn around and Chad is holding this beautiful rosary. And he's like, I, I got this. And it's I wanna, a relic. Yeah, yeah, it's a relic. And he was like, I want to give it to you. Megan has been talking about like your faith journey. And I was like, oh. <laughs> just like started like crying and shaking because oh, wow. it was like such a beautiful gift. Um, I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And um, I told him the story about, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um <laughs> I told him the story about when I was a little girl, my um, elementary school had a um, Catholic elementary school right next to it. Oh, and I had become really? friends with um, this little girl through like my Girl Scout troop who went to the Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And there was one day where I can't remember, like we were going to go together to Girl Scouts and I had to wait for her and I ended up going inside the school. And there was this huge, like, statue of Mary. And, you know, my mom had always told me, like, that's bad. Don't, no, no, no. That's, and I remember her, like, oh, that's Mary. Let's say a little prayer. And me being like, this is scary. This is bad. And then something deep inside me was like, that's my girl. Wow. She was calling you from back then. I just remember, like, looking up at her and being like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Wow. Sorry, I'm whispering, but this beautiful. is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Wow. And just being like, look at like this, like, I just couldn't even, you know, process it. Yeah. It was just like, just overwhelmed and thinking like, I shouldn't feel like this. Why do I feel like this? Never really seeing lots of images of Mary in my life and just being so overwhelmed by I can see like everything mm-hmm. about it and I had totally forgotten that Mary and when Chad gave me that rosary I just like told him that story it just came out and I was like I remember seeing this statue of Mary and just being like just feeling it so deep in my heart yeah mm. have you joy. seen the movie Fatima no, I haven't. Okay, that's your homework. Okay. <laughs> As your confirmation sponsor. Okay. <laughs> because you have power now. Yeah. I need to tell you things. I'll watch it with you. I haven't okay. watched it yet either. So good, but just this image of you before this beautiful woman mm-hmm. that you don't even know who she is or why you yeah. feel drawn to her. Like, that's how the little kids felt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just love the... I love the way that Mary speaks to the heart of children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever she appears, it's always to children, almost always. Yeah. I mean, there's been a yeah. few other instances, but it's usually kids because kids are just more open. They're more receptive. And she mm-hmm. just has that motherly, you know, just way about her, this love mm-hmm. that they yeah. relate to so beautifully. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That's I'm telling you, girl, you're going to have – this is still just the beginning of your journey. I know. Like, I can't wait mm-hmm. to see where it is in five years from now. And mm-hmm. if you're already this – 
far ahead. Like you're way, you're light years ahead of where I was when I was in RCA. Like just, I can't wait to see what your relationship with Mary looks like. I think the beautiful thing, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but the beautiful thing to witness is just um, your raw willingness to go where he leads you. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. And just this childlike faith is what, you know, God asks of us to have. Mm-hmm. And that's the same reason why Mary appears to the children is, is just this raw, real openness um, and, and, and being docile. Yeah. Him, you know? Yeah, so cool. and just the openness. It's yeah. funny, this summer I was telling our friend John that mm-hmm. I mentioned was Catholic mm-hmm. about kind of my dilemma and I didn't know where to go. And he was like, okay, his parents are extremely devout. They have gone to daily mass pretty much all their lives. And uh-huh. he was like, okay, I want to tell my mom to pray for you. Oh, And um, he was like, and I mentioned that I was praying the rosary. And John looks like Mr. Incredible. Like, how can I describe <laughs> him? He, he is he like, he's, hysterical. he's a little over, I mean, I think he's like 6'3". He, huge broad shoulders, like huge arms. Like, he is Mr. Incredible. Like, <laughs> the kind of, yeah. like the kind of person yeah. you don't want to see in a dark alleyway kind of thing. Like, yeah. he is Mr. Strongman. And he looks at me and he was like, you've been praying the rosary. I'm like, <laughs> He's just oh, like, so tears are like coming in yeah. his eyes because you could tell he was just like so happy and he just saw like how much love there was and just like to see a grown man just like, mm-hmm. and he told me later that when he asked his mom to like pray for me, she was like, there's so much beauty in her and there's so much grace mm-hmm. and like, Aww. I am so excited because he told her I was going to become yeah. Catholic and yeah. Oh, her prayers, I'm sure, were a yeah. big part of that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay, guys, well, we could keep talking forever, but we should probably you know, move on. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, That's Kendra, true. what's God doing in your heart? Hold it first. You want to go first? Sure. What is God doing in my heart? Um, so, I'm going to sound like a broken record. So, I went on a silent retreat. It's okay. He can do the same thing for a long wound time. Wound care. Have to change. Right, right, right. You're right. I'm still on that journey. That's yeah. good. Of, of this wound care kind of uh, Jesus triage happening. Um, Jesus <laughs> but at the same time, trying to figure out in my life where I can have that silence that was so fruitful on a silent retreat, being a mom of six kids and all the things. Um, so I'm finding these little nooks and crannies and areas where, um, where I can just cut things out and it's been, it's been fruitful kind of tuning my ear to him in silence rather than to other areas that can be distracting or noise or mm. whatnot so that's good yeah how about you Rachel what's God doing in your heart oh gosh um a lot a lot yeah. I know <laughs> just the last hour of the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah I think um recently it's just been um kind of my family and them becoming Catholic and you know um kind of going through that journey and understanding not only what my um, path is, but then starting to realize, okay, I'm on this path, but understanding where my children fit in, where my Mm -hmm. husband fits in, and kind of just starting to stir that part. And it's like, okay, you figured yourself out. Now let's start working on the family. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's beautiful. What about you, Megan? So, you know, our family kind of goes like up and down with health and all of that. And, um, and I have been feeling just 
a lot of pain lately, like physical exhaustion, back pain, joint pain, all of that. And I have always kind of, I kind of teeter between like feeling like I can take on the world, everything's wonderful, and then like despair. <laughs> like I'm never going to get better. And, um, and so today God just kind of spoke to my heart and was like, don't believe the lies of the enemy mm. that this is forever for you or that yeah. I'm not in this with you or that you can't see me. Like, don't fall into that despair. And I also kind of had another aha moment today. Ella, bless her heart, she was so sick last year and that totally um, changed her life with all those um, concussions she had and she wasn't able to walk for a while with another illness. And, and she is a musical theater kid. Like that is her gift. It's like what she's being called to do. Yeah. But um, Esther and Father Charlie have both said to me that the Lord is going to attack her in her place of gifting. Uh, no. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> the enemy is going to attack her in her place of gifting. The Lord doesn't attack anybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and she's back in that mode again where she, her, mm-hmm. she's had asthma for almost three weeks right now. She can barely, sit, she can barely talk or walk, much less sing or dance. And, and so it's frustrating. Like there's times where I just get like bogged down with, you know, why? Like, why did this always happen to her? Why does it happen to her family? And he just kind of like consoled my heart today and said, like, this is not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast earlier and it was a woman who had cancer and she said she gets sick of people talking about live in the present, just live in the present all the time. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like, I can't always just live in the present. And, and the host said, you know, if you're always living in the present, then that despair can take you down. Sometimes you have to live in the past and you have to live in the future and you mm-hmm. have to go, this is what God's done before mm-hmm. and this is where we're going. We're mm-hmm. moving forward. And so I think sometimes I, I've been kind of like stuck in that moment of like living right here and only seeing what's in front of me and not seeing wow. like what could be. And so it was one, and also the whole thing we talked about with like the chicken and the, the chickens on the ground and the uh-huh. eagles yeah. flying above, like that's really been resonating with me a lot. Like yeah. don't let this moment right in front of you allow you to run around like a chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like continue to like kind of see for the future and see that this is this is not forever. This is just a blip in the moment of time and, yeah. and we're gonna get back to a place where I feel healthy. And if I don't then he's gonna walk me through it and we're just gonna yeah. keep moving forward. So yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Praise God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I mean that's what we always say is like we're in the bottom of the the pits. That's where the Lord shows up. Yeah. And and sometimes I'm not in a place where I can see him and I'm ready mm-hmm. for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So today felt good because it was like a, oh, oh, I can look for you and you will answer. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're still there. Even if I have my eyes yeah. closed, sometimes I don't always yeah. see him. So anyways. He's so intimate. I know. Though. Did you want me to tell my RCIA story? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Let's end with the bang. Okay. Story time with well, Rachel. Now <laughs> I feel like it's been drummed up too much. Yeah, it might have been drummed up too much. I just thought it was cute. Okay. <laughs> so I um, yesterday was my first RCIA class, and I'm coming in about a month late. So everybody knows each other, and I'm kind of playing catch up. But the deacon at the start of the class was like, Rachel, can you just give a quick overview of you know, what brought you here? And I just, you know, very quickly said what I just said. Um, You know, I kept meeting Catholics. I don't have any Catholic family, but God was calling me. And I said, and then kind of like the last shoe to fall was my friend gave me a rosary and I started praying the rosary. And this woman in the back of the class goes, oh no, not the rosary. (laughs) (laughs) Like almost like, well, you're done for. (laughs) It was so cute. You're in. 
Like, you're one of us now. There's no yeah, turning back. That's so funny. <laughs> funny. I forgot you gave our rosary too because yeah. Chad did too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was like, and, and and I gave you a Mary necklace, not realizing that you were like yes. in love with Mary. I, it was like Mary was telling all of us, like, all here, us. go, go. Yeah. I know. Talking yeah. about the, um, you know, images and stuff, now I'm like looking on Nordstrom Rack and I'm like, rosaries, <laughs> saint <laughs> necklaces. I love that. I'm like, I'm going to spend all my money yeah. Well, and how, like, just seeing an image of something was kind of, like, alarming to you before, and now your rosary is, like, a relic of a, a dead person. Like, I it's, know. Catholicism <laughs> is just such a weird, but so beautiful, it like, is the so, depth of, you know, the holiness in, involved in a relic. Yeah. Like, I just love it's how so your rich. heart is, like, yeah. so... I was talking, my mom turned. was here on Sunday, and I was showing her the rosary that Chad gave me, and I was like, and then this is part of his burial cloth, and she was like... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, know her I was like, isn't that cool? <laughs> yes, dear. And, no, she was like, she said something really cool. She was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, you mm. know, that um, you have something that was so close to him. And yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, and miracles have already happened with just with relics of his body. It's from Blessed uh, Francis Xavier Silas. And I have one of those rosaries too. And it, I don't know, it just feels like holy like yeah. it feels like something set yeah. apart and different and mm-hmm. it's Bo, cool Bo loves playing with it during mass Aww. and he just loves flipping it over and seeing like mary holding baby jesus and Aww, then the stations yeah. of the cross and he'll go um mary and baby jesus and then mary big jesus and then like wow. where um jesus on the cross he's always like jesus flying and <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh wow <laughs> You have a lot of big wigs up in heaven praying for you, girl. Yeah, we do. Beautiful. All right. Well, this was wonderful. Yes, it was. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Bye, guys. Bye.